episode. <laughs> this episode's <laughs> called Chugging Through? Yep. Because you checked your credit score? Because I checked my credit score and, and you're chugging trying up. to get back up to a good number? Yep. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> um, this is going to be a very chaotic episode. This is going to be a godless episode. This is going to be a very godless episode. <laughs> yeah. I can already tell purely because of our energy oh, right yeah. now. Very, uh, very goblin-esque. <laughs> very goblin-esque. We were sitting here. Screaming. <laughs> Screaming. Screaming. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> it's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We know that Oh my god. And then I was The fact that, that he has a song makes me irrationally isn't angry. Isn't that insane? I don't like it. It's about drive. It's about power. I mean, like, good for him. Put in the work. Put in the house. He could probably murder me by stacking money on top of me. Like, that's how much he's <laughs> worth. It could crush me. He could crush me like, with his money. But, like, alright. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> Fuck your life! <laughs> what are you thankful for? <laughs> I can't. I can't. TikTok is... What would you say if you saw Joe Byron in the Oval Office? I'd give him a big old kiss. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! <laughs> TikTok has gone off the rails, it and I'm has, here for it. It truly has gone off the I'm rails. here for it. <laughs> no, it truly has gone off the rails. You good? I'm fully here for it. Yeah, I'm like... Just yawning. Very tired today. Why are you so tired? I don't know. Final season's kicking my ass. It's you're the holiday season, too. My apologies. My no, deepest no. condolences. My deepest condolences. <laughs> it's the holiday season, y'all. Speaking of condolences, y'all. Hey, oh, yo! Hey, that's yo. a segue! That was a segue. Before we start, I want to open my advent calendar. It's got chocolate. Cool. Today's the 10th. Aldi yeah. has advent cal- calendars that they do every year, and they do, like alcohol ones and like yeah i've seen ones with like wines and stuff and like today's the 10th right did i just open yeah i think so did you see how (laughs) good question (laughs) first what year is it y'all the first the first one is open the wrong way uh-huh. Because, and then the second and the third ripped off. Uh-huh. Because I didn't realize there was a little tab where you stick your finger under it to pull it open. I'm gonna keep it and real. I fully tore it off. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real with you. When I first sat down and saw that, I was like, oh, that's where they're keeping their pills for this holiday season. Like, <laughs> it didn't look, like, in my brain, I was like, that's such a cute idea for a pill holder. my pills in my advent. I was like, that's kind of cute. You know, like, the no. Monday, Wednesday, like, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like, the wouldn't that be pestilence? Wouldn't that be a good idea? I'd be a lot more keen to be taking my meds. <laughs> if I put them in that, are you kidding me? Let me just go grab my allergy pill from my Christmas themed <laughs> holder. <laughs> I love it. I think that should be a thing. TM. I'm I just realized I'm <laughs> chewing into the microphone. Yeah, like fully sorry for, for Ray's <laughs> so atrocities this episode. They definitely just heard me like Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. People who do mouth ASMR on TikTok make me I don't get angry. It. Are those people who do like the mukbangs where they're eating like raw octopus and they're like <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I've never come across that. I meant more like gathering all the spit in their mouths and then just going. You can't see what I'm doing. I'm not doing it into the mic purposefully because I'm not a heathen. But, like, swishing their tongues around and, like, y- y'all know what I mean. Oh I don't gotta explain myself no more. Can you do me a favor? Can you grab the apple juice off my bed? Okay. <laughs> I'll hold right. the microphone. No, I will. It's okay. Uh, no, I think you need me to hold it. I have two microphones there now. Is no apple juice on your bed. There's no apple juice next to the Holy. next to the next to the fan. Oh. There's a hundred percent apple juice on my bed. <laughs> so let's talk about the hiatus we took. Oh, I forgot about that. We took a two-week hiatus. Life got weird. Um, I got very sick. Oh yeah, tell me about that. Speak on that. I was super. <laughs> speak, speak your truth. Speak your truth. <laughs> I got very sick, um, which I later found out was because my wisdom teeth were infected. Oh, fun, fun, fun! And it caused a very severe viral sinus infection. Yeah, that's bad. 
super severe sinus infection. That would explain all the pain you so were in. I was crazy sick. I was like, yeah. you remember, I was like. Yeah, you weren't feeling hot. No, yeah. I, I felt like death. Yeah. And um, that sucked. And then the next week, so we took a hiatus that week because I was like, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. I sound bad. Like, yeah. I'm not really in a, a place to be doing a podcast right now. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the week after <laughs> on Tuesday mm-hmm. um which was now last week yeah. I got my wisdom teeth removed. Yeah. All four were taken mm-hmm. out at once. Ouch. And uh it was it was a rough surgery. Um the doctor told me that the surgery was like fine. I was on twilight so I was like out of it. Yeah. Um, and he said, like, hey, you know, we're done, it's all good, and I was like, oh, yeah. like, on a different side. He was like, yeah, I'm sure. And then I had, like, gauze in my mouth, and there's a, a video on my Snapchat of me staring off into the distance, like, really weird, and then looking at my camera going, I got my wisdom because <laughs> I had all the gauze in my yeah. mouth. And, uh, and then I just, like, smile, and you can see all the blood in my mouth, and it's disgusting. That's, yeah. And, um, yeah, so recovering from that was rough. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm still in pain, and it was over a week ago. So, that was, that was, that was a rough one. Um, I'm hoping that. Keith's stuff is It it was, it was tough, especially because. I got the sinus infection because two of my impacted teeth were infected. Yes, and then after your teeth were pulled, you're having to deal with the infection head-on as well as that. As well as the the aftermath of the surgery. So I'm just kind of, like, recovering, and it was rough. Yeah. Um, But uh, you made a good point. Um, Speaking of condolences. Yeah. Yeah. the holiday season, it's y'all. the holiday season, and Good. on this week's episode, we were going to yeah. talk about um, grief. grief during the holidays. I feel like recently we've been talking, at least not recently, because we took a two-week hiatus, yeah. but I feel like the last couple episodes have been kind of grief-centric, and I think that's because it's both been, it's all, it's been on both of our minds yeah. subconsciously for like a while. Yeah. This is what happens, y'all. This is, this is where it goes. How it I got my nails done. They look good. They look good. They look good. Speak on that. Speak more on that. Speak more on that. <laughs> <laughs> I have been listening to a lot of the tripod lately, if you guys don't know. Speak more on that. Um, the <laughs> I love the tripod. Try Guys, they were on BuzzFeed, and then now they have their own company. They have a, a Which, bunch of podcasts. Me and Hannah have said repeatedly. We'd love to have them. If we ever, our podcast Our small little enough, podcast. Our tiny little a podcast. Dorm a that gets like dorm four views. That gets... Very few views. Um, we were saying that if we ever yeah. like got big enough, that we want to have the try guys yeah. on our podcast. Yeah, and I've just been I've feeling been very going through the eat yeah. the menu playlist. Oh, I love that. Me too. Because what was I gonna do for a week Legit. when I was laying in bed, tripping on Percocets? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I was like, what am I gonna do? So I just I watched almost it's every like, video, yeah. and I've just been going through the eat the love menu it. playlist. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I uh. <laughs> in the past couple episodes um miles there who they uh refer to as their podcast gremlin yeah has been saying a lot to everything anyone says it's off topic speak on that speak on that or anything <laughs> that they have to talk about in real time he's like boots on the ground and so that's all <laughs> i've been saying i'll be like i need to go make a return to h&m so like boots on the ground there at H&M. i'll be there and my family's like hannah um pause rewinds are you good <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, speak on that. Speak on that. Speak on that. Um. So yeah, uh, I got my nails done. I'll speak uh-huh. on that for a second. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I bite my nails really bad, yeah. and I pick at my face. So I wanted to get something. I pick like there's no yeah, other. I buddy. wanted to get something that would get me to stop biting my nails and get me to stop picking at my face. Yeah. So I got acrylics. And I got some length to my nails, just long enough mm-hmm. where it looks like an actual nail and not just, like, some, yeah. like, horribly disfigured thing that it looked like when I was biting it. Yeah. Um, but still short enough where, like, I can play the ukulele and I can type. You can function as I a can human function. being. I can, like, type on the computer, stuff like yeah. that. Women and also men and also everyone in between that can 
function with really long nails you're god god bless you you are ethereal <laughs> you you are truly like a gift from the heavens a, above <laughs> a heavenly being a heavenly being um yeah so i got my nails done um it was like 50 dollars expensive but it was worth it yeah. and then it's like 30 dollars to fill it uh, to like get it touched you up get them done? um i went to this place in mansfield uh the shops at mansfield mm-hmm. the shops at mansfield mm-hmm. and uh it's right next to where piggy's barbecue used to be i know so many people who go there it's pro nails too baby yeah they're good there i like them yeah they did really good and they they did a really good job and i'm looking yeah. to just like touch it up every three weeks yeah just get it touched up because uh i like the way it looks and i haven't been picking at my face because it makes it more difficult it does it makes it a lot more and uh i haven't been biting my nails awesome good for you dog so i guess we found the solution absolutely (gasps) um so grief at the holidays and every time we go off topic we're just we just speak on that speak on that speak on that (laughs) Um, um, we were saying that we have very different experiences with grief at the holidays. Yeah. So I feel like you and I's experiences with grief are both very similar and very different. Regardless, they're both incredibly valid. Oh, yeah. Incredibly. Incredibly valid. I, I want to preface this podcast before we dive into it with saying that everybody's experience with grief, whether that be with a pet or a family member, or a loved one that you weren't really close with, but it still affected you. Everything is valid. Your grief yeah. is valid. Yeah. And this episode is not to, and anytime we talk about grief, is not to make it seem less valid. Yeah. Um, I think or that's like an, our experience <clears throat> is like everybody's it, it, Everyone's experience with grief is so unique. Yeah. And they're all absolutely terrible. Oh, they suck. Nobody's like, I really love grieving. Can't wait for my grandma to die. Like, nobody's like that. Nobody's like I that. I can't Grief wait for my grandmother to pass away. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that, that accent was. Cruella DeVille. It was <laughs> Cruella DeVille. <laughs> Who created this dress? You did. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't see that movie, but I saw like the clips. Uh-huh. I neither have I. I, I wanna watch it. Um, I bought booze. Sorry. <laughs> Speak on that. Um me and Hannah were saying that we're gonna do a two hour uh boozy Christmas special. Yeah. Or holiday special for holiday. whoever, whoever it'll be around. We celebrate Christmas. But yeah. It'll be whoever. somewhere between Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, somewhere. <laughs> Hanukkah has You'll happened. see it eventually. Yeah, it's over. Um, I forgot. And we're going to do. nights. <laughs> we're going to do a boozy two-hour Christmas special. So I bought mm-hmm. peppermint rum chata. Cool. Peppermint bark rum chata, which apparently is really good in hot chocolate. Heck yeah. And I also bought red velvet Bailey's. Interesting. Which it was on sale and it sounded. Stop saying speaking. I only buy my booze on sale. It was on sale. I go to Bottle King and I'm like, "Where's the cheapest bottle of wine?" Yeah, it was on sale and it looked really good and I was like, "Fuck it." So I bought it's like red velvet cupcake Bailey's and I already drink Bailey's straight. Okay. Yeah. I think Bailey's is great. It doesn't have a high alcohol content. Yeah. Um, so I drink it straight because it doesn't, like, burn. It's not like, mm, burn. Yeah, me <laughs> you know, I love the burn. Like, I'll just you love the burn, fireball yeah. shots, yeah. baby. Um, but it's, it just seems like yeah. it'll be very young. Also, we are both above legal yes, drinking Yes, we are both of legal drinking We age. are both of legal drinking <laughs> We talked about my 21st birthday. I, we were yeah, not. we're both yet. legal. <laughs> we were not hanging out as much around your birthday, which I have saved on my calendar I in my phone. You. Didn't even ask you. Just went on Facebook and looked I and saved so it to my calendar. That means so much. Um, so grief at the holidays. Yeah. Um, so. So why don't you start? With? Where okay. Where are you at? So. How does it Um, affect you the most? Kind of like in everything. Yeah. I feel like throughout the rest of the year, so losing a parent is, is, it's kind of a different animal than regular. It's a different, it's, it's a different, it's, it's a different beast. Like it changes you fundamentally as a person. I am not the same person I was now. As I was two years ago before my mom passed. Mm. I am a completely different person. I have had yes. to grow up 
upwards of of decades within the past two years. Yeah. And, like, really was tossed into the abyss that is adulthood. <clears throat> and, of course, like, yeah. I still have my dad, and he's so wonderful and understanding and, and all that. But losing a parent, like, regardless is really it's difficult. Gonna, it's going to mess you up no matter And what. I specifically lost my mom right around the holidays in 2019. Um, I won't go super into it just for, like, my family's sake, but... Things went really downhill the week of Christmas. Very fast. fast. And then by January 5th was the day that she passed. So right around the holidays. Yeah. Ringing in the new year. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the Christmas tree was still up and there was still snow on the ground and everything was perfectly fine Christmas. And then come New Year's, it was like the world was absolutely falling apart. The two together. Yeah, big time. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it's kind of as the holidays progress, so does that feeling. And, of course, I still love the holidays because part of me is like, oh, my childhood. Like, that was so awesome. Ooh. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, now I'm just kind of, like, indifferent to it. I, I like it because I get to buy presents for my family and I get to pick out cute little wrapping paper and, like... Mm-hmm. You know do stuff like that and it's an excuse to like treat myself or whatever mm-hmm. but like i don't know aside from like seeing my family christmas could just not happen and i'd be cool with it now yeah you know what i mean yeah. and i don't last christmas because of covid my family we none of course like no one was vaccinated yeah um so we weren't comfortable it, it wasn't quite a thing yet it wasn't a thing yet so we weren't comfortable all seeing each other yeah um, you know, all of us are from everywhere. Like, I have a couple cousins in Virginia. I have a cousin in Colorado. I have aunts and uncles in New York. Like, yeah, yeah, we're that's kind of widespread. Yeah. And at that time, every single part of the country that we were in, all of it was bad. All yeah, of it was, it was in the was, red zone. It was just horrible. So we were just like, all right, whatever. And I was able to like hide in my room. So I don't really know how Christmas is going to be this year. I'm sure we'll make the best of it. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it weighs on you heavy. Yeah. You know, I definitely have started to like associate things like, like a big thing is when I was growing up, um, I used to love decorating the Christmas tree with my family. That was like our thing. Yeah. We'd pick a day and we would make sure everybody was, was home and none of us had plans and we would put on, um, the claymation, like Rudolph movies from the sixties yeah, and seventies. Yeah, the ones we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Rudolph's Shiny New Year and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer mm-hmm. and the Year Without a Santa Claus, all that stuff. And that would be our thing. <laughs> or um, Charlie Brown was also a big one. Charlie Brown. Oh my God, my mom's got like this obsession with Snoopy. Really? Good so, for her. Yeah. So every time, every like Thanksgiving, she was like, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I was like, it's not on oh, yeah. TV. And she was like. Now she's like, tell them on Christmas. <laughs> like, it's, we'll iconic. find it somewhere. We'll find it. Um, and now that just, like, doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, we're all adults, and my mom's not around anymore, and so <sighs> decorating kind of happens more gradually, and, like, her and I's big thing was the Christmas village. We would put it together. Together. <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, now I can't. I can't even open up the box. Like, I, I can't yeah. do it. I can't. When it's up, I can't even enter the room. You know what I mean? And that used to be, like, my favorite part of Christmas. So it kind of affects everything. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about, like, I know you said the holiday could go by, but, like, you know, how old is Jamie, your sister? She's 19. Okay. I forgot for a second. <laughs> they're my my two younger sisters are twins, so they're the same age. But I oh, never, they're, okay. I never remember them. <laughs> I never, I didn't even know they were twins. Yeah, that's fair. They're fraternal. Um, I look more like Bridget than she does. Yeah, Jamie. you and Bridget do look alike. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I was gonna say is, you know, it's still, you know, kind of, you know, yeah. an adult, but also not really. And yeah, like, you know, like she loves. That's that's the main reason why I'm still like we need to decorate. We need to make it the big. It's for Jamie. It's for Jamie. She loves it. 
Yeah. She loves it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I am planning so much for Christmas for her this year. I already have her stocking stuffers. That's like, awesome. Like, that really, that's like a light. You know what I mean? That yeah. and seeing the family. Because, like, my extended family, like, now that we're all getting older, mm-hmm. we're all everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, there really isn't, like, cohesive times, especially with COVID, that, like, we see each other. Yeah. So, getting to see them is going to be awesome. It's going to be very nice. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, my experience with grief at the holidays is very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <Speak> <laughs> <on that>. Um, <laughs> sorry. I ate dinner like not that long ago, and I it's repeating on me. Um, I thought you said something completely different. <laughs> I thought you said. It was roofing on me. Is and that what you think like, I, you thought I said? I was like, what does... No, it what was... What does that mean? Did it you was the repeating on oh, me. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. She's someone, someone drugged my food. I was like, wow, what? Some workplace? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to quit your job. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Think about that. <sighs> it was such a shit show tonight. Yeah. You were saying... We had, um, speak on that. Um, speak on that. We had no host. I, I work in a Cracker Barrel, which is a restaurant. Mm, and I we love ha- me some Cracker Barrel. We had no host for, like, a good chunk of my shift. And I was working 10 to 5. And we had no host for, like, a good chunk. So in between taking all these tables, we just kind of had to be, like, somebody's at the door. And then they would have to, like, find somebody. And then eventually it turned into, like, the waitresses and the waiters. Mm-hmm. We're go like the servers were going up and being like, "Hi, how many? I'll take you to your table." And then just like running around like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. It was a shit show. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> and I had this table tonight where the- there were these two women, and there we were in a rush, and the person who was hosting at that time brought them to the table and was like, "You guys sit here. We'll be, mm-hmm. be right over." And um, I walked over, and I was like, hi, guys. And they didn't even say hi to me. They were like, we weren't given menus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, no problem. I'll grab you menus. So I grab the menus, and I'm like, can I get you guys some drinks? And I take the drink order. And I go, and I grab the drinks. I'm very quick. I come back two minutes later. She's like, you gave me a breakfast menu. I was looking for lunch and dinner. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I can grab you one. She's like, no, I got it. I waited several minutes for you. And then I got up and grabbed it myself. I hate. And I was like, and I'm looking around, like, do you not see that I have, like, four other tables right now? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I, I thought I had been, I had, I was trying to be fast with getting your drinks. And she was like, you weren't. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I'm like, okay. Um, so she's like, so we're going to need a minute because I just got the right venue. And I was like, so I get up and I go and I go and I tell my coworker. I'm like she just said I tell her everything she said to me she's like oh my god like that's my fault I didn't give her menus I'm like no like anybody else would have been cool about that yeah anybody else would have seen that it's insane I, I feel like restaurants like Cracker Barrel attract to that them. crowd I went over to them like two minutes after they sat down yeah so it's not like they were waiting forever without menus yeah like if you're waiting like 10-15 you know minutes yeah. and like no one's even acknowledged that you're there then I could kind of I get understand. being a little bit upset I was over there two minutes after they sat down and then i i took their order i went over and she was like i'm gonna get this this and this and she was like i'm gonna have the soup and i was like we don't offer that as a side and she was like why not and i was like because we don't and she was like well just she was like just like charge me for a side of soup and i was like okay so i charged her for a side of soup um and what we do at cracker Barrel is we have these little baskets these like woven baskets and we put napkins and silverware from the dishwasher. Clean silverware. Yeah. We put it in the basket and we put it on the table. Was and she complaining about water spots? Is that where this no. is going? Okay. So we don't roll our silverware. No. Because it just saves time to just grab napkins, put everything in the basket. Whoop, there you go, girl. Pop it on the table. It just saves time. And then instead of like at the end of our shift having to roll a bunch of silverware. Also, it's a Cracker Barrel. I'm not it's going there for fine dining. I'm going there for the honey fried chicken and grits. Like, come on. So I go over to her table, 
and uh, I drop the silverware and I give them the biscuits and the cornbread and stuff mm, like that and I drop bread. it for them and then I go and I take my other table's order and I put it in the computer as you do and then I um I am walking to the other table that's there to check on them and the woman stops me and she's like excuse me excuse me and I'm like yes and she's like why did you give us dirty silverware and I was like, oh, I actually just took that out of the dishwasher. So if you're seeing any, like, spots on it, it's just water that dried on the silverware. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's in a basket. I was like, okay. And she's like... Ma'am, have you ever been to a Cracker Barrel before? She was like, it's in a basket. And I was like, okay, is the basket dirty? And she was like, no, but, like, you clearly took it off somebody else's table. And I was like... Look around, girl. What? And she was like, if it was clean, it wouldn't be in a basket. So she's just like <laughs> in a bad mood looking, yeah, looking like, to start if it was, problems. If it was clean silverware, it wouldn't be in a basket. And I was like, actually, what we do here is we take the silverware out of the dishwasher. We have cl- whole bins mm-hmm. of clean silverware. And then we put napkins in the basket. And then we put the clean silverware in the basket. And we bring it to each table. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't see any other tables with baskets. And I was like, that table has one. That table has one. That table has one. And she starts looking around, and she starts noticing the baskets. And she's like, so this is for us. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't give you another table silverware. Yeah. Like, I didn't take it off a table. She's like, but it's clean. And I was like, yes, it's clean. I would have been like, let me go grab you some napkins and some I was like, in the basket. You're worried I was about like, it, it's clean. And she was like, okay, just making sure. And then I was like, okay. And the table, two tables over, heard the whole thing. And they were like, I'm not going to name. I mean, like, I get it, because honestly, if I'd never been to a Cracker Barrel before, I would also be like, why is baskets here? Yeah. But, like, look around before you stop a waitress in yeah. the middle of a so rush. Yeah, so what we do is sometimes our managers um, will hop on the grill when we're short-staffed, and there was a thing outside of Cracker Barrel today mm-hmm. where a transformer, somebody hit a pole, mm-hmm. and a transformer exploded. Mm-hmm. So half the street was shut down. Yeah. So it was very difficult to get into the building. Yeah. So um, one of our cooks was running late, so the manager was like, it's all good, I'll hop on grill until he gets here. Yeah. So he hopped on grill, and I bring the food out, and she's looking at it, and she's like, do you have a manager I can speak to? And I'm like, in my yeah, head, I'm like... Yeah, he's back there cooking your food, mama. In my head, I'm like, you didn't even try it, so there's no way you don't like it. And I was like, oh, he's actually on grill right now because one of our cooks is having trouble getting in. Um, what can I do for you? And she was like, I want to know why there's so much food on this plate. And I was like what she was like this is way too much you should never be serving this much food and i was like so she's really looking for she really was looking for she's just looking for a comped meal yeah and i was like um i could bring you a box and i tried putting like a positive spin on it i was like well you know what you could do like girly that's breakfast tomorrow i I was like i could bring you a box you got lunch tomorrow that's awesome right yeah and she was like she was like i really are big yeah she was like I'm really not comfortable with there being this much food on my plate. And I was like, what would you like me to do? Yeah. And she was like, just bring me a box. And it, like, I was like, okay. So then I go and I check back a couple times. And they're they're like, the, the food is you. great. They're like, the food is great. No problem. Of course it is. It's and I bring it back. And then I, uh, I bring them the check. And they're like, thank you. And I give them the check. And then she's mm-hmm. like, she's handing me her credit card. And I'm like, oh, you pay out front. Like, you go out front into the yep. store and you, you pay. And she's like, I have to wait online to pay? Yes, but it's in the middle of a gift shop, girly. Buy some I, was like, I was like, well, it's Come in the middle on. of a gift shop. You know, you could look around while you're waiting. Do they have their Christmas stuff out yet? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, I was cool. like, you could go and you could take a look. And then, I'll you know, you could pay whenever you're ready. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but I'm ready to pay now. And I was like, okay. Girly. But I said to her, I was like, I can't. T- I'm not allowed to take your credit card to yeah. Cash Even if you want me to, I can't. I was like, like I'm, I'm legally not allowed to pay for your meal with your credit card. Yeah, that's how And she was like, I don't that. understand the issue. It's my credit card. I'm giving you permission. And I was like, legally, I cannot do that because it's considered fraud. Because then I am paying for something with your card and the person at the register thinks I'm paying for it. And she was like, I don't understand. And I was like, I can't pay for your meal. You have to go up front. She was like, okay. And then it was like, it was probably like a $50 meal. And they left me like $3. <laughs> they left me like $3. They can't even hit that like $5. I didn't think I was getting any uh, any tip yeah. because she was so upset with everything. Um, but yeah, so that's my no rant. For- that's, that's me venting about work tonight. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, 
but yes, my my experience with grief of the holidays is different than yours mm-hmm. because it's not as much of a constant reminder mm-hmm. because I lost my cousin Daniel mm-hmm. and I used to see Daniel on Christmas Eve and we saw each other like at other times during the year. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not like we only saw each other at family events. Yeah. Um, but the majority of the time we saw each other at family events. Yeah. Um, and Christmas Eve is a big deal on my dad's side of the family. We do Christmas Eve. Everybody comes. We all bring something. It's it's a great night. Mm-hmm. It's a really great night. Um, so Daniel passed in summer of 2019. This is going to be our third Christmas mm-hmm. without Daniel. Um, it has not gotten easier because there's just the constant reminder. I don't know if it's the constant reminder, but in the back of my head, I often think about how hard it's going to be to be there and know in my mind someone is missing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we all come out for Christmas, and there is, like, the thought in your head of, like, something's not right. Yeah. And you're like, did I... And the first year it happened, I was like... The the first Christmas after we lost Daniel, we did it at my house, because Mm -hmm. we didn't want my aunt to have to worry about it at all. So we just... We hosted... Because what we do is we rotate between my dad's siblings. Yeah. Um... It's gone down to my my one aunt um, is um, separated, not separated, but her and her husband are not on good terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to go into details. It has a lot to do with when Daniel died. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are not on good terms. Um, and nobody is a big fan of him. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we've been avoiding doing it at her house because they don't, nobody really wants to see him. That's true. Um, so it's between my dad or my family and my aunt's family who are Daniel's parents. Mm -hmm. So for the last few years, we did it at my house. Um, so the first Christmas, um, without Daniel was 2019. And I remember like I was helping my mom set up for Christmas Mm -hmm. and COVID wasn't a thing yet. No, not yet. So like we were all getting together. Yeah. So we were all together and my aunt's, my Daniel's parents and his sister were like, we're not missing Christmas his sister had, at that time, um, she was about to be one year old. Oh. She was a little kid. We, oh. all, we all got her stuff. Oh. We were, they were like, we're not missing it. Yeah. So they came, which I give them a lot of credit for, because mm-hmm. that was literally like six months after Daniel yeah. died. And that was r- crazy that they had come. But they came to Christmas Eve, because it was his favorite holiday, and they were so excited. And um, he was always so excited about it. And they were like, he would want us to be there. So they, they came to Christmas Eve. And I remember, like, being in the dining room. And, like, we had the, the dining room table and then a card table, like, attached to it to make sure we could fit everybody. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, setting up the table. And I remember, like, putting out the silverware. And I remember being like, this is, something's wrong. One, two, three, the four. The count's not right. I remember being like, one, two, three, we're, 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 we're 16. I was like, what, what is, well, why? Oh, shit. And then the realization kicked in, and I was like. And then that feeling sets in. And, and then like, that feeling Fuck. sets in, that, like, knot in your stomach, where you're like, he is not gonna be here. Yeah. And it's, it's a rough feeling. It's, it's a. I think rough is is putting a nice. It is. It. it is a. It really is one of the worst feelings in the world. Yeah, that's that's a it's terrible like, feeling. It's like, I, it's it's like hearing the news that they're gone all over again. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy because you forget and then you remember and it's and it, like it. it it's you. like it's like the the first time yeah. you heard about it. Um, it's crazy and all of a sudden like. You're right. I was back in my living room and I was sitting on the couch and my mom and my sister were breaking the news to me. And I was like, I had like this flashback to them being like something happened and me being like, oh, grandma died. Like, that's clearly what's wrong here. And them being like, no, grandma's fine. I was like, grandma's fine. (laughs) What's wrong, y'all? I was like, what the fuck are you about to say to me? And they were like, "Uh, something happened. And, um, Daniel shot himself. And I remember being like, 
where is he? Like, is he, is he okay? Like, like where you're did thinking he... like it's an accident. I was like, what, he shoot like, himself like in, in the, the foot? And in my head, I was like, fucking dumbass shot himself in the foot. You're like, wow, I can't He was wait a detective. To... Yeah. So I'm like, he knows how to use a gun. Why is he, he, he must have shot himself. He was himself. cleaning it. I was like, this, like this idiot probably is now in the hospital because he shot himself yeah, like, like in the arm. to never let him the live foot. this one I, In my yeah. head, I was like, I'm never letting him live that down. Yeah. And then it clicked that they were so serious about what yeah. they were saying to me. And I remember being like, are you telling me that Daniel is dead? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, Daniel died last night. And I remember being like, no. Yeah. Because like, if you knew my cousin Daniel, he was the last person fucking person Mm -hmm. that you would think would die by suicide he was the last person that you would think about it and i remember being like i feel like you're wrong like that can't be true like there's no way in hell daniel died by suicide and they were like no like this is what happened last night. And I remember being like, I think it was like the, uh, that night or the night before. And I just remember being like, oh my God, where is everybody? Where is my family? I need to be yeah. with my family. Like, why right now. isn't everybody here? I was like, where do we go? And they were like, actually, everybody's at Aunt Ann's house right now, his mom. Mm-hmm. They were like, everybody's at his house. And I was like, Somebody's got to tell dad. Dad's in Canada. Dad was on a fishing trip with Daniel's dad in Canada. And I remember being like, no, like, we have to, we have to call them. They're like, they're already there. I was like, who told Daniel's dad? And they were like, dad did. And I remember being like, I need to be with my family right now. And I remember going to Aunt Anne's house, my Aunt Anne's house, and just the, the shock I couldn't speak. And I remember pulling up to my Aunt Anne's house and all of the cars, all these cars were in the driveway. And I remember like, they were like, you know, we were there and then we knew you were coming home. So we came home. Everybody's waiting for you. And I was like, holy shit. So I remember like sprinting into the house and like hitting the wall in the living room and like stopping myself with the momentum. And I just looked and everybody was crying and like holding them and like covered in blankets and I was like oh my god this is real and I remember looking into the living room and seeing my Aunt Anne sitting there hugging my Aunt Maria her sister and I remember being like my life is never going to be the same my life is never if this is what just happened to my family my life is never going to be the same Life as I know it just ended. Yeah. And I remember, like, my dad got up and he gave me this big hug and he was crying on my shoulder. And I remember being, like, and I remember he pulled away and I looked at him and I was, like, what do we do now? Yeah. Like, where do we go from here? And I remember he was, like, I don't know. And asking your dad a profound question... And get, like, when your dad, you, you, you expect your dad to know everything. You expect, like, hey, what do I do with this? Oh, you do this, this, and this. Or, like, oh, my car's making this noise. What do I do with this? Oh, well, oh it's this. this, this, and this, yeah. And just looking at him being like, what do we do now? Like, where do we go from here? And my dad just looking so broken and genuinely saying to me, I don't know, was so impactful on me. That I knew that everything was going to be different from then on. And I knew that I was dealing with a tragedy. And I knew that my life was never going to be what it had been. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, this is going to change everything. And it did. It did change everything. Um... And especially at the holidays, because 
I have like distinct memories of Daniel and I on Christmas Eve. I have very distinct memories. Um, one year, uh, we all came in pajamas, and Daniel came fully dressed as Buddy the Elf. In, like, a full tights. Love it. Buddy the Elf costume. And I remember being like, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm Buddy the Elf. And I was like, we were supposed to be wearing pajamas. And he was like, but I'm Buddy the Elf. Like, You're like, did you not get the memo? I was like, I see that. I sent but it out the But that's not the theme. <laughs> he was what? like, he was like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. I actually slept in this last night, so yeah, there was that, and then um, I want to say one year he came in a bunny onesie, like a pink bunny onesie. I want to say that was Christmas Eve. I honestly don't remember. I do remember him in a pink bunny onesie at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, it might have been Christmas Eve. Um, <laughs> and then one Christmas Eve when I was dating my my ex, my first ex, um, she came to Christmas Eve with my family one night. And she just stopped by for like a, an hour or two. And she came and I introduced her and everybody was like, mm, yeah, she's great. Um, and then Daniel was out on the deck and my other cousin was out on the deck and I went outside and I was like talking to them. It's like, can I have a cigarette? And he was like, I'll give one to my adult cousin. She could do with it what she pleases. And I was like, it's a really convoluted way of saying, Danielle, could you give her a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, I was smoking with them, um, which I shouldn't have been, but I was. Yeah. Um, and I was smoking with them, and I remember being like, so what'd you think? And my cousin was like, had met her, and she was like, oh, yeah, she's, she's fine. And then I looked at Daniel, and he had this, like, disgusted look on his face. And I was like, what? He was like, break up with her. I was like, why? And he's like, trust me. Like, she's not she's not it for you. And I was like, no, like, trust me, it's fine. And he was like, no, trust me. She is not the right person for you. And obviously she wasn't. Clearly, so, evidently. Um, evidently, uh, in hindsight. Um, but I, I just remember that intuition and him, I remember him being the only person to tell me that he didn't like her, Mm -hmm. to be like, I'm not a fan. Mm -hmm. She's not, she's not right for you. And I remember being like, you saw her for two hours. There's no way (laughs) you know that. And he was like, no, trust me. And he was a hundred percent right. Yeah. And I remember when we broke up, um, summer before my senior year, I remember we were at, um, my uncle did this, like, barbecue clam bake thing yeah. every summer. And we were there. And he was like, so where's your girlfriend? And I was like, she, she's not. It's over. And he was like, oh, it's over, is it? And I was like, oh, my <laughs> Here God. <we> go. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he was like, who dumped who? And I was like, I broke up with her. And he was like, hmm, why? And I was like. Like, spill the tea. She was horrible. I was like, she was just the worst. And he was like, it's almost like I told you that. And I was like, mm, wow, shut up. Yeah. I was like, too soon, Daniel. Yeah. I was You're like, not now. on the wound. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just oh. trying to remind you that, like, maybe you should fucking listen to me. That's I was so like, funny. I was like, okay, all right, I get it. I get it. You're right. You're right. I need, I should have listened to you. She was not right for me. Whatever. And he was yeah. like, oh, come on, let's get a drink. And I was like, yeah. okay. And like, he, all right, cool. He poured me a drink and then he was like, to exes, they suck. Goodbye. And I was like, okay. And all we, right. we, we, did, we had a drink together. Um, but I have such distinct memories of Christmas Eve with Daniel. Yeah. And um, we did this one thing one year. I don't know why we did it. Um, Daniel found a cowbell somewhere in my house. I I don't know why we had it. Love it. But he, like, found a cowbell. So he started doing this thing. And he didn't announce it, but he started doing it. Where as each person was opening their gifts, he would ring the cowbell and then throw something at them. So it was usually, like... First it was a pillow, and then it was, like, all the wrappings from the previous gifts. Uh Um, And then me and my cousins and, like, my sister started catching on. Yeah. So we were, like, after they were done, thanks, guys. And we would just wait. 
And then he'd ring the cowbell and we'd throw the wrapping at the, whoever had just opened their gifts. I um, love it. And I remember so distinctly, we used to torture my cousin Nikki, mm-hmm. especially Daniel. He, he handcuffed her on the ground once because he saw her underage drinking. And he was like, you're coming with me. And I was like, love that. I was like Daniel. Uh, he like tackled her just to the ground. Just doing his civic duty. He tackled her to the ground and like face in the ground, like... Off hands the behind him doing his job. Yeah, like <laughs> handcuffed her, and it was the funniest. And so funny. it was so funny, and I have such distinct memories of it. But um, even funnier that he was like family Christmas. I should definitely bring my handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is, she hadn't caught on to it yet. Okay. That the cowbell meant, meant attack. Yeah. So, um, finally. Like right before we get to her with the gifts, she catches on and she throws something when he rings the cowbell. She's like, "You can't do that when I'm ringing my gifts." He's like, "I've been doing it for everybody." She's like, "No, don't do it." He's like, "All right, I won't." So he waits until she's like, "Thanks, guys," and she puts the last gift down, and he rings the cowbell and goes, "Now!" and we all throw it, and he rang the cowbell, and we all missed her. Uh-huh. Because she threw herself off the chair that she onto the ground and like <laughs> dodged everything we were throwing at her. And I remember her That's like impressive. on the ground being like, ha ah, and he was like, foul and he jumped on top of her and like was like tackling her and then he pinned her and he was like, You broke the rules and she was like, No, I didn't. He was like, Say it and she was like <laughs> And we were like, Daniel, get off. And his mom, meanwhile, who's like the nicest person ever, is sitting like, Daniel, get off of her. And she has her full She broke the rules. And it was like, we were like, Daniel, get off of her. It was just the funniest thing. Oh, that's so And I don't know if he was a detective yet, but uh, if he had been, he probably would have handcuffed her. Yeah. Um, But it was really funny. And then I remember another year, um, it was the only year that my cousin Diana went to her boyfriend. My cousin Diana mm-hmm. is married with a kid who is three mm-hmm. and has been with her boyfriend since she was a freshman, her husband since she was a freshman in high school. Aww. They dated and then just never broke up. <laughs> they just stayed together. I love that. They were together for 11 years when they got married and mm-hmm. then now they are older and have a kid and stuff like that. Um, it was the one year she wasn't there. We had a picture of her when she was like 12 mm-hmm. um, on the mantle in, in my, we had a picture of the cousins uh, and yeah. we had a picture of her in my living room. So he was like, let's take a cousin picture. Mm-hmm. We we're like, but Diana's not here. And he was like, I got it. So he grabbed the picture frame, was like, now she's here. And we were like, so we took a picture of all of us and Daniel's holding the picture frame That's of so his funny. sister, of, of Diana. Um, and we were all just kind of, and then we sent it to her and she was like, you guys suck. <laughs> we were that's like, so wonderful. She was like, that's the worst picture of me. And Danny was like, ha ha ha. That's <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And I have such distinct memories of Christmas being, Christmas Eve, um, being such a positive time. And a lot mm-hmm. of it was because of the person that Daniel was. Yeah. Because he was just life of the party, lit up the room. You know what I mean? Like, just the the most fun person that you could be around. Yeah. He was just a hoot and a half. And, um, you know, it's different now because he was such a big personality. And then there's, like, that hole yeah. where that aspect of things is missing. Yeah. And, you know, Christmas Eve is now difficult because of all the memories. Um, And there's this kind of, like, somber atmosphere to my family. And there has been for the last two years, especially the first year. I get that. This is the third Christmas without Daniel, and I I don't imagine that it's going to be any better. Um, And there's this, like, quiet... comprehending of the fact that this person who was so huge in our lives and was such a big personality and would light up the room and was the life of the party and was making everybody laugh um, 
that person's not there anymore. And it's kind of like, where do we go from here? How do we make this still enjoyable without that person that was making us smile so much? I get that. And it is kind of like this, like, quiet processing of, like, so what do we do now? Yeah. Like, how do we move on from here? And will we ever fully enjoy Christmas again? Yeah, I get that. And I do hope that as time goes on, it'll get easier and easier and easier. Um, As time goes on, um, it'll get a little bit easier to deal with, and we won't be so somber and Mm -hmm. so... comprehending of what's missing and I'm not saying it'll go away no but I don't think it ever does I'm hoping over the years it won't be so elephant in the room yeah you know what I mean I'm hoping as time goes on it'll get a little easier to deal with and we'll know that it's there but it won't be suffocating yeah, it won't be the main theme. Yeah. And there's this thing where... Um, have you ever seen the thing of grief being described as the button in the box? Have you seen that? Yeah. That's, that's the only way I describe it to people for, who don't get for it. For people who don't know, there's this analogy that grief is like a ball, a, a very large ball... In a small box. In a small box. And... On the side of the box, on the inside of the box, there's a button. That's the pain button. And when the grief first gets there, it's huge, and it it hits the button all the time. It's, like, consistently pressed against that button. Constantly pressing against this button, and you're always in pain. You're like, oh, God. Um, But as the years go by... The ball deflates. The ball gets smaller and smaller. And it is still there, and it does still hit the button plenty of times. But it's not the constant hitting the button, hitting the button, hitting the button. Like, it's, it's, it's not, like, there's more time between when it hits the button and when it hits the button the next time. Yeah. So there is more, there is a sense of healing because the ball is getting smaller. And it is still there, but it's not so huge that it's hitting the button every time it moves. Yeah. Um, and that's that's I, I can't remember who came up with that analogy. I, I wish I knew. It's the best way to describe. It's the it, best though, way it really to is. describe grief um, that I've seen. Um, but uh, somebody somebody once told me that grief is the love you didn't get to give yet. Yeah. Um, like grief is the love you did the love that's left yeah. that you didn't have a chance to give that person. Yeah. Um, which makes sense makes, to me. Makes, makes a lot, a lot of, sense of sense to me, to me. too. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, grief can be really hard, especially around the holidays when so many people emphasize, you know, like, you're going to see your family yeah. and you're going to be all together and it's going to yeah. be great. I, and, like, I, I saw something online that mm-hmm. basically said, like, it's okay if the holidays for you and your family are not the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I don't know if you have the same thing, but I find myself especially, like, not specifically around Christmas, but, like, mm-hmm. Easter and Christmas and yeah. birthdays where, like, I'll see, like, on my friends' Instagrams or Snapchat stories, like, these huge pictures of them with family and them being like, I can't wait to go see my family. And I'm like, it makes... I always catch myself being so irrationally angry. Yeah. Because I'm like, you do not understand how fucking lucky you are that there isn't an empty chair at your table. Yeah. And I hope they never have to experience that. I hope so, too. Because at the end of the day, it's the worst fucking feeling in the world. It's a horrible feeling. It is, it is, it's the worst. Yeah. But I just, but it is, it is something that you get jealous of other people. Yeah. And you get angry that other people don't get it. Yeah, especially because. But at the same time, you don't want them to get it. 
Yeah, especially because I, f- b- both people that we've lost were young. Daniel yeah. was Daniel 30, was 34. 34, and my mom was, she was only 55. Yeah, that's young. That's young. Yeah. And both were, yours much more so than mine, but both were sudden. Yeah, very. You know? yeah. So there wasn't that time. And that's not to say that, like, watching it's, somebody who's been sick for a while isn't... Is any better. That that just prolongs the grief. You're grieving for them while they're still alive. You're that's grieving, incredibly you, hard. You start grieving before they're even gone. Yeah, that's unbelievably, unbelievably difficult. But there is a certain... You're never prepared for somebody to never. die. Never fully prepared. Never. But there is a certain level of like screwing unscrewing the soda bottle to let the pressure out a little bit at a time yeah when you know it's gonna happen and you have time to prepare and you have time to say goodbye and you have time to go to therapy and be like, this is what's happening. I need to be able to deal with yeah. this person is going to die. And I need to be able to deal with yeah. that. Um, you know, we were saying, my grandma is 100. Mm-hmm. Solid century old. Yeah. Um, and we were saying. She's been around the block a couple times. Been around the block a couple times. You know, she's chilling. And we were saying that it's going to suck when she dies. But you kind of can't be mad that she's going either. That's fair. That's fair. Because she lived such a long life. Yeah. And she did so much. And she lived her life to the fullest. And you kind of can't be mad when she dies. Yeah, because you had so much time with her. And she lived such a life that you kind of can't be like, Oh, that's not fair. She shouldn't be done. Like, you know, like, it's like, she's a hundred. Like, I can't say that this is not okay. You know what I mean? I I feel like if there's anything that I've learned about grief since everything happened with my mom, Mm -hmm. it's that every single type of grief is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will never understand what it's like to have a family member be sick for a very long time and to watch them deteriorate and then die. And I cannot imagine that that is easy. I can't imagine. Just like I'll I'll never know your situation. You know what I mean? I'll never know yours. Like, I feel like every single person who is grieving... I hope you'll never know my situation. And I hope you'll never know mine. Um, I feel like every single situation with grief, everybody's, even if it's... As similar as it could get, everybody's experience of grief is different different and valid and very hard to go through. Yeah. Very, very hard. 100%. 100%. I don't think it ever gets easier. No. I I think the ball just gets smaller. Yeah. Especially because... It goes away and it still hits the button. And one thing with grief, especially on the holidays, but I find myself... This is this is me and my family's experience, and mm-hmm. I don't know if this is your experience as well, but a mm-hmm. lot of members of my family, and I won't go into details. I'll go into details for myself kind okay. of vaguely, but a lot of us found out who our true friends were. There were a lot of people in a lot of our lives who made it very much about them. I had some friends who made terrible, terrible, terrible comments. Um, I had somebody tell me that I don't understand what grief is like because they know many more people who have died and then when because i asked the number makes the number apparently it made a difference even though they were all people who weren't directly in that person's life it was like a friend of 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 a friend yeah and it's ridiculous like at least at least three of us lost lifelong friends because of it wow. and i feel like around the holidays that um, gets exacerbated. I find myself missing those friends and being like, what will we be doing? You know? Um, yeah. And I, I find myself... And this is not the first time you've said that to me either. Is it not? <laughs> no. No, this is, this is not... I don't know if you've said it on the podcast. I don't think I have. I'm, um, I'm very, like, weird about what I say on the podcast. Not weird, but you know what I'm No, saying. you're fine. This is... Choosy. This is not the first time you've said that to me. Mm-hmm. Because... When we... 
not early into our friendship, but early into us being as close as we are now. Yeah. Um, you told me, I, I think I was like saying like, I'm really glad, you know, we got so close and stuff like that. I remember you being like, you know, I lost a lot of friends after my mom passed away. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, I'm sorry. And you're like, no, like you reaching out to me, I was like, this is a real friend. And I remember being yeah. like, it's got to be hard to like have that happen and be like, oh, you're not my real friend. Yeah, because it's like, it. I really had to take a step back for a while and be like, are these feelings valid or are they coming from a place of being upset that they don't get it? Because I'll tell you, nobody in my life understood it except for like, my direct family. Yeah, no, I per- I personally um, don't think that you were in the wrong at all. I appreciate that. Because I don't think that invalidating somebody's grief is ever okay. Yeah. And being like, you don't know how bad I have it. Yeah. It's like... <sighs> I remember... Can't um, we both have it bad? Why does it have to be a competition? Why does it have to be a competition? I remember... Um, June of 2020, one of my friends was like, I want to move out. And I was like, oh, I'll come with you. And I remember we're standing there and we're looking at a house and we're, you know, just chilling. And my aunt calls me. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom lost her mom very suddenly and very young as well. My grandmother, Eileen, uh, died of a brain aneurysm. Oh, wow. Uh, my mom was in nursing school or just graduated nursing school. And my aunt was 17. So she's, she, yeah. She's like, they're the only people who get it. Yeah. That I know of. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she calls me later that, she calls me while I'm standing there. She's like, all right, I'll let you get back to it. You know, whatever. Mm. She calls me later that night and she's like, I know what you're doing. And I was like, what? And she knew that I had gotten into a huge argument with one of the people that week. And I had just lost a bunch of friends. And she was like, you're doing what I did and don't do it. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? She was like, you're running. And you don't realize that you're running. She was like, uh, I moved out right after everything happened. And I, it bit me in the ass. She said, like, don't do that to yourself. And I remember sitting there for a while and, and being angry, you know. Yeah. Not at her angry at myself for not realizing it yeah but i feel like when you lose somebody so suddenly um your brain doesn't really give you the option yeah to to not run you can't face it you know it's too painful i think it's because even in prolonged tragic events there Mm -hmm. is a sense of i think at least um Fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. I, I really do feel like, even in prolonged events, if it's tragic and it's traumatic, there is a sense of fight, flight, freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was originally just fight or flight, but there is, like, the there's this kind of, like, needing to validate the freeze and, like, stuff like, especially among, like, SA victims. Yeah. Um, who it's like, I just froze. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. Yeah. You, like, go um, to shock. That is... A, perfectly valid response to something like that yeah um but i think we subconsciously decide we're either gonna fight we're gonna run or we're just not gonna do anything yeah and um i experienced uh after daniel died i experienced freeze Mm -hmm. i didn't do anything i didn't go back to therapy i didn't think about adjusting my meds i didn't do any of that yeah and it destroyed me and i hit rock bottom for the second time in my life that happened to me right after and then i was like gotta run you know yeah and uh i just froze i just i was destroyed and i was depressed and i just sat with it i didn't do anything to make it better i was like this is just it's grief it'll pass and then it it became a a threat to my own safety and that's when i was like this is this is something more yeah this is something not right with me but it's hard to it's hard to want to better yourself when such a huge part of your life is gone yes because at least for me I don't know about you. I know mm-hmm. you kind of touched on this when I'm talking about Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. But it's like life is never going to be the same. 
No. I just kept repeating in my head, like, my mom's never going to get to see me get married. She's never going to meet my partner. She didn't get to see my sisters graduate. She's never going to get to see... When I changed what I wanted to do with the rest of my life from being a nurse, which is the last thing my mom knew I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. to being a hospice social worker, I had a full breakdown. I was like, I'm a terrible daughter. I was like, she is not ever going to be proud of me. Yeah, crazy, mm-hmm. but that's what grief does, you yeah. know? So, like, it's hard not to sit in bed and, like, be like, oh, I'll just rot here. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, I had really horrible grades my yes. uh, spring semester of uh, freshman year of college, which mm-hmm. is when I had my own attempt. Yeah. And um, I had horrible grades, which I, I attempted that semester. Yeah. I think it's okay for my grades to not be that good. 110%. But I was like, Daniel will never be proud of me and I am going to fail. And my dad was like, you know Daniel almost failed out of college, right? And I was like, I was like, what? He was like, yeah, Daniel almost failed out of college. And I was like, oh. And he was like, yeah, he's proud of you just for being in college. And I was like, oh man. It's it's moments like that that really bring a light to like. It, how terrible it, it causes, is, too, though. It causes irrational thinking. It of causes course. distorted thoughts. 110%. And it makes you think, like, oh, I'm doing this. This person will never be proud of me. No, no, no. And then it's like, yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy that you thought just because you weren't doing nursing that your mom would never be proud of you. Yeah. It's like, she's probably so, like, she's so proud of you. I hope so. Because you're, you're killing it. Thank you. I appreciate You're killing that. it right now. And it's like, you know, that's crazy. And I just remember being like, I don't have good grades. Daniel will never be proud of me. And my dad was like, do you think Daniel was the poster child for good (laughs) grades? And I was like, well, he was smart. He was like, yeah, he he almost failed out of college. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. He was like, cut yourself some slack, man. Legit. He's proud of you for even going to college. And I was like, okay. All right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, we are at an hour and six. Yeah. That went by fast. That went by very fast. That went by very fast. You still want to go to Target? Oh, my God, yeah. Let's go to Target. Let me check what time Target came. I want to say 10. I want to say 10 as well, but I don't know. I don't want to be those people because it's 920. Uh, yeah, I also don't want to be Worst there. comes to worst, we go to Walmart. Walmart. Target. Walmart. Closing. Time. Seven AM to eleven fifty nine PM. Target? In Hackettstown? I don't know if it's Hackettstown. Look up Target look up closing times. That's not right. Hackettstown. Fifty nine. Target. I guess. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, guys, we're going to Target. All right. Peace, y'all. Um, we will see you guys soon. Um, probably again yeah. next. We'll probably see him again oh, next yeah. week. We'll, we'll try to film next week. I, I also want to like insert a reminder to give yourself grace during this time. The holidays yes. suck. Yeah. And they don't just suck for people who are grieving. They suck if you don't have a good relationship with your family. Cut yourself they, slack. They suck if you are going through a breakup or you had a traumatic experience during that time. And sometimes they just suck because they suck. Yeah. Cut yourself some slack. Cut yourself some slack. Give yourself some grace. Go get Taco Bell or <laughs> run yourself a bath. Do this do the enjoyable self care. Do some self care. Yeah. Um and even we'll if see it you just means soon. brushing your teeth. Yeah. Do it. Do it for yourself, dog. And we will see you guys soon. And uh, eventually we are going to do our boozy episode. Heck we'll yeah. figure it out. Listen to that. That's self care. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Have a great one, you guys. Have a good one. Bye.